Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Football fans, welcome to Morning Footy. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. I'm Susanna Collins. Look at this desk right now. I'm so excited. Michael LaHood, hey. Jaleel Anibaba, welcome. <laughs> Let's go. Look who's back, Alexis MVP. Let's go. MVP. What? Europe was like, we'll fly you home. Get out. <laughs> do you want to tell everyone how your day started? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just casually driving here from Brooklyn, and then you hear a big pop on the highway, <laughs> and you think, well, that's cool. <laughs> Is that a balloon? <laughs> it turns out, no, it was your tire. Uh, so At 4.30 in the morning. 4.30 in the morning. Mm. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly what you want to be And the tow truck with. guy's like, I'm... I'll be there around 7 a.m. I go, actually, I'll be on TV by that time. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. you made it, and it's uh, it's good to have you back. It was definitely uh, quieter, I will say, without mm-hmm. you around, yeah. but we missed you. We missed that. you, I pal. I switch it up. I, I told you when I saw you, I gave you the biggest hug. Yes. It's not the same without you. Thank you, man. It's not that the same without lie. you. That That's means true. a lot. I'm going to start um, playing reggaeton real loud. That's what they say to your face, though. I was texting I you something different, though. <laughs> if it's funny, I'll accept it. <laughs> Jaleel, welcome. Thank you. Welcome to yeah. Morning Thank Footy. You. Thank you. How are you feeling at this desk? I'm exactly where I should be. I'm extremely excited. You know, on Morning Footy, it doesn't get better than this. I, I mean, so how, how does it feel to be on the other side of, of this world? You mm. know, kind of like yeah. getting dipping your toes into the media side. Because as a former player, I'm sure you probably had a different relationship with the media. And now you're, and now here you are. It depends on who was on the other side. Okay. If you're talking about Susanna Collins, always good things, always oh. good vibes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just recently retiring in February, I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to mm-hmm. do. And I found it. And you found there it. Go. And you're also an ambassador for Nashville SC, yeah? Yep, Still yep. in and around the yep, club. Yep. See? It's great. And Michael LaHood always, I, I like that I get to sit next to you. Usually this is, this you're over the first, there. Yeah. This is the first, yeah. I know, well, I know. I was, I was sat there, I think, last time I was up, and I was sitting in the Lexus seat, and I, I found myself making jokes that I normally wouldn't make, saying <laughs> things that I'm no, saying wild It's stuff. an energy about the seat that I'm like, oh, man. So this is a bit different energy. Maybe I'll shed on so my inner So you were funnier on that side I, of the desk. Char- 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 I had Charlie saying. laughing. Okay. okay, Nico Cantor. I like to think that the CBS lawyers were like, oh, wait, we're not Alexis. We have to delete his email. Yeah, I sent wow. it to Michael LaHood this time. Oh, well, it is. It's great to see everyone and uh, excited to yeah. kick off this week. Let's talk some soccer, shall we? Let's start with the Serie A. AC Milan, two wins to start the season. A 4-1 win over Torino and Christian Pulisic scores again. He now has two goals in two games. Michael, are we uh, feeling pretty good about our, our American doing big things in, in Italy right now? I'm feeling very good. Christian Pulisic, he looks like a player reborn, reinventing himself in Serie A, a league that there are question marks over whether he made the right move to go to Serie A. Sometimes as a player, you just need to spread your wings, try something different. A new chapter is yielding big dividends. Mm-hmm. We also got to see Eunice Musa. 
make it, get his first minutes with us. He played about, he did a 25-minute shift. What, Julio? What did you see from uh, from Eunice in this? Again, when you're talking about Pulisic, first and foremost, it's about confidence. You said it. He's reborn. Musa as well comes in, gets 15, 25 minutes, and really changed the game. Took the ball through the midfield, connecting with players. He's confident as well. The dynamic duo of the Americans is something to watch out for in Italy. And here's what people forget about Eunice Musa. He's 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's 20 years old. He sat out the first game because he still had the red card from Valencia, which I didn't know that transferred to another league. That's rude, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he sat out. He gets 25 minutes. And as you can see, Pioli clearly trusts him. Giving him 25 minutes, get your feet wet in this league. Let's see what you got. Uh, Christian Pulisic showed he's great on the right. He showed he could play centrally. He's making late runs to the far post yeah. again. I love that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Let's go. And the fans love him. They're chanting. Yeah. The announcer's chanting USA. The fans got a song for him already. This is the love he needed that he did not get after his first season in Chelsea. Yeah, it's got to feel good because we talked about like the, the confidence that Pioli now mm -hmm. has in him. And you can kind of see that, you know, just manifesting itself on the field, just the way that, that he's playing. I love, too, did you see Leal run over and, like, mm -hmm. lift him <laughs> off his feet? After yeah. he scored, he just he feels like he's settling in really well. Mm -hmm. with but as, as, a, as a player, when you make a big move like leaving a club like Chelsea, you have to go to the right squad. And this is a Milan team with a manager in Pioli that is not afraid to play young players. That's how they won the Serie A title a couple years back. And now there's a really new youthful movement and revelation, or revolution, revelation, revolution that's happening in Milan. Look at Rafa Leal. Mm -hmm. they're, they're flanked by the elder statesman in Olivier Giroud, but the back line is younger. Teo Hernandez, Tamori. There's something happening in the water in Milan, and I like this Milan team, and it's headlined by Christian Pulisic. It's, to me, it's important when a guy like Christian Pulisic goes into a team because of that large number that is sort of hung over his head from his transfer to Chelsea. When he goes to a team like AC Milan, how is he going to – he already has a relationship with Giroud. We've already seen that flourish. How is he going to How is he going to partner with Lau? How is Lau going to take to him? Is Lau going to trust him to get him the ball in spots where Lau can shine? Seeing Lau run up to him and give him mm -hmm. a big hug and make that connection, I'm like, oh, it's good in the locker room. It's good on the training pitch, and now it's good on the field. This is incredible. Yeah, AC Milan have now outscored their opponents 6-1 to one in, the, in the first two games. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure in our preseason predictions I picked them to – win Syria this year? You did. I'm feeling good about it. Was it the kits that inspired it? And honestly, I know you're a big I fan of the like, kits. I, the third kit, yeah. that Matteo Benetti, absolutely yeah, trash. Slander. And I was like, what is wrong with you, sir? Uh, no, it was, I was just on the American bandwagon. Mm. I was like, let's go. Let's, come on. Come let's on. Go. Bunch of Americans winning Serie A. Right? <laughs> it's good for the home Scoring team, meaning goals? Paramount Plus. It's yeah. delightful. <laughs> We're thrilled. We're absolutely thrilled. Okay, uh, let's move it along to La Liga and... What we think is probably the signing of the summer in Jude Bellingham, who has just absolutely torn it up for Real Madrid. He had the game winner in a 1-0 win over Celta Vigo. 81st minute. This man now has four goals. He's killing it. For Real Oof. Madrid. I mean, it's just, it, it, there's, there seemingly has been no, no adjustment needed for, for Jude Bellingham. We were, we were excited about this move for him, but it's, I think to see it just kind of playing out the way that that we thought, I mean, this, this guy looks special, really special for this team. For a young player in Jaleel, you can get this vibe when a certain player walks into the locker room. Yeah. There's this sense of responsibility, this sense of 
I'm ready for this moment. He showed glimpses of it and really progressed during his time at Dortmund. But since coming to Real Madrid, he's being asked to play a different sort of style in his game. What I've been impressed with is for Borussia Dortmund, he played as defensive center mid or center midfielder, progressed to attacking midfield. Now Carlo Ancelotti is getting a lot more out of him because he's playing with players who can find him in spaces that at, at Dortmund and in the Bundesliga, he wasn't being found in. He's playing as the attacking midfield, and he's showing that he can score almost like a striker. Number five is what he's listed at, but he's looking like an out-and-out -out number nine, goal poacher in the box, scoring with his head, and he's really being that talismanic figure that's propelling Real Madrid forward. Yeah, and his emergence is extremely timely for, for Real Madrid. They have a situation where Luka Modric is aging out, and him coming into his own and to the top of his performance only at 20 years old it couldn't be any better timing for real madrid and you said it he's scoring goals like a goal scorer and his movement in the box is perfect anytime there's wide service or potential service anywhere around the pitch he's dangerous and he's a handful you can't deal with that size but for me it's the intelligence of the runs for him, and that's why he's scoring the goals that he's scoring. And also, this is going to upset a lot of Barcelona fans. I, I don't want to, but there's just something about Real Madrid where you see a player start with Real Madrid and you go, that's a Real Madrid player. Yeah. Uh, they're trying, mm -hmm. but they're not a Real Madrid player. They don't really fit Real Madrid. He rises to the occasion of what Real Madrid means. And again, Barcelona is another team just like that. But Real Madrid, there's something about Real Madrid. Remember the Galacticos? Some of those players would yeah. walk on like a Raul or something, mm -hmm. and you'd be like, yeah, that guy just fits. There's something about Drew Bellingham where you're like, did you, have you always worn this shirt? He just fits Real Madrid perfectly. Yeah, he now has four goals in three games. The last player to do that for Real Madrid. Cristiano, Ronaldo. Oh, bad company. Mm -hmm. Heard of him. Mm -hmm. Not bad yeah, company. Yeah, familiar. Yeah, yeah. Familiar. <laughs> Not bad yeah, company. Uh, no, it's, it's looking like a, a pretty special signing for, for them. Let's move it along to, I've been really excited, really excited <laughs> to chat this next game. Oh, uh, Newcastle United hosting Liverpool. Mm. And, wow. Uh, yeah. Mm. Go ahead. Yeah. No, ahead, this, was, this was fun. You know what? It didn't start out well for me as a Liverpool fan because um, it, it was a, a disaster, but... Two goals, two late goals from Darwin Nunez, who Ooh. came in as a sub. And I am on, so happy. I'm so happy for him because I, I've been, I'm one of the believers in, in Darwin. I know he took some heat early last year because he was not able to capitalize on, on many chances. But he ended up finishing the season last year with 14 goals across all competition. You can see the quality. You can see what he is able to do when he is in sync. And the man is just an absolute specimen. His pace on the ball, the power in which he can strike the ball, his finishing ability. That is what Liverpool needed, especially in that match, because it started out so poorly. The, the error from Trent where he just Oof. completely yeah. missed, didn't miss the pass from, from Mo, the red card to, to Van Dyke. I mean, it was a, it was a disaster. Um, and so a huge, it was just a, it was one of those character character building wins, and I'm I'm really happy that a guy like Darwin Nunez was able to come in and capitalize on his opportunity because I think they need him, and I think they're going going to need him to score goals I this well, year. The only worry I have is that he looked good when there's only ten players on the field because they mm -hmm. were simply transitioning. They were all counterattacks, mm -hmm. and that's where you play to his strengths. When you ask him to play in that Klopp system, we've seen him fail. This is a huge boost for him. This is a great confidence builder for him at the beginning of the season. You saw the hug that uh, Jurgen Klopp gave him at the end of the game, patted him on the back, said, you're the guy, you're the guy. Mm -hmm. Clearly, they're trying to get him to the point mm -hmm. where he's confident again, and strikers need to be confident in order to play. But my fear is 
he looked good because they weren't asking him to do all the other club stuff. He wasn't being asked to press heavy. He wasn't being asked to sort of transition with other players. He was simply running and mm. finding the ball in open space and scoring, which he's incredible at. But I, I want to jump on that, though. Last season, that would have been a miss. How many times did we see him get in that position and then the ball drags a bit wide? It's the fine margins as a striker that once you see that ball go in first, then the next goal follows. The second goal, there was no doubt in his mind, no hesitation. I also want to remind you, Darwin Nunez against Newcastle, last time he played, banged in an absolute stunner pass from Trent. So there's something about this matchup that he likes. His movement in behind favors him. I want to see what he does next. Absolutely. And every time top team needs a super sub. I think Liverpool may have found one because that is the type of performance with very limited time that catapults you into coveted status in the club and maybe him. You go and pay over $100 million for a super <laughs> sub. Hey, I'm just that, saying, I'm just saying mm. when you're talking about production, that's high production in, what, 15, 20 minutes in a game where they were down and out. We already, we've already known that if they did not get a, some type of boost, they were losing that game for sure. Facts. And, you know, to be able to play down 10 and play that well, to stay compact in the midfield, force Newcastle to mm -hmm. continuously just go around the back into the wings yep. was absolutely impressive. This is a complete failure of, uh, you know, Eddie, Eddie Howe. We're gonna, I don't know what was happening we're in gonna, this match. Yeah. We'll dive more into the Newcastle side <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of this match because I agree. I think that there were some, some questionable decisions there. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think I, at one point during like the 72nd minute, I'm like, is it Liverpool with 10 men or yeah. Newcastle? Exactly. And I was like, yeah. what is going on? The whole time um, I was like, where's Tyndall? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a, oh, I was going to say a bad word. We're back. <laughs> Can't say that on TV. Exactly. Uh, yeah, definitely. More, more on that coming up in the show. We are going to take a break, but Claudia Pagan will be back with some headlines on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Well, I got your morning headlines. So, the Luis Ruiales scandal has become the biggest story in world football. And the Spanish Federation president's refusal to resign following his shocking behavior at the Women's World Cup final has led FIFA to step in. Football's governing body has provisionally suspended Ruiales from all football-related activities for 90 days, while the Spanish Federation has called a, quote, extraordinary and urgent meeting today to address the situation. The Spanish government has filed a formal complaint seeking Ruiales' removal. In international coaching news, Roberto Mancini has officially been announced as the new head coach of the Saudi Arabian national team. Mancini stepped down from his role as Italian national team manager two weeks ago and has accepted the Saudi Arabia job, which will pay him a reported $27 million a year. Luciano Spalletti has hi was hired as Mancini's replacement as Italy's head coach. And in transfer news, Saudi Pro League side Al Ali has officially announced the reported $38 million transfer for Spanish midfield sensation Gabri Vega from Celta Vigo. Al Ali beat out Napoli and Real Madrid for the services of the 21-year-old who will make more than $32 million tax-free over three seasons with the Saudi Giants. And from Saudi to the Premier League, West Ham is off to a flying start this season with seven points from three matches. And the Hammers bolstered their attack even more after completing the $48 million edition of Ghanaian playmaker Mohamed Kudus from Ajax. Kudus is the third major signing made by West Ham after selling Declan Rice to Arsenal in a record deal, joining James Ward-Prowse and Edson Alvarez.
And in Serie A, Roma is off to a rough start to the new season, but help is on the way. According to multiple reports, Romelo Lukaku is finalizing his loan move to the Italian capital, and the deal could be finalized today. Chelsea is putting the finishing touches on a loan that will require a reported $9 million loan fee. Lukaku has been linked to Inter and Juventus earlier in the transfer window, but now appears to be stepping in as Roma's starting striker, with Tammy Abram still recovering from a torn ACL. Michael, who do you think needs this transfer more, Lukaku or a struggling Roma? I think it's mutual. I'd put the tide more towards Romelu Lukaku because he's not getting minutes right now. It's not a relationship that works with him being at Chelsea, but this is where desire and want meet each other. Jose Mourinho is desperate for a striker. Roma have Balotelli, who's already scored two goals, but Romelu Lukaku is an upgrade. But which Romelu Lukaku shows up is the bigger difference. The one that showed up like a Burger King all, all offseason when he showed up to Inter last season, that's not the guy Mourinho wants. Wow. The guy who was inspired and informed in the knockout round of the Champions League, that's who Mourinho's going after. He, right. he was eating his feelings, is yeah, what you were yeah, saying. Wow. He, does, he, seems a, he seems high maintenance, this high guy. High maintenance. Nah. This is the we're... two most toxic forces in football <laughs> in Jose Mourinho Romelu Lukaku meeting. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine. I mean, this mm. is either going to be. Is either going to be heaven or hell? This is going to be amazing, and they're going to get along very well, and he's going to play well at Roma. Or, and I'm starting to think this might be the last bridge that he hasn't burned at this point. Uh, it's either that, or it's going to be absolutely just. We're going to be talking about it a lot because it's going to be hell. Yeah, I I agree. I think this is the last bridge that Lukaku could potentially burn, but it could be amazing. It mm. could I'm be amazing, about this. and I'm really excited about it as well. I'm, you know, a glass half full type of guy. Mm. Y'all are throwing shots early. <laughs> we got the espresso thing. Well, that's why. Seriously, <laughs> but I, I do tend to think that this is more of of a move that Lukaku needs more than than Roma needs him. But if it works, it's going to be a match made in heaven, not a match made in hell. Come on, let's let's get the no, positive the upside, vibes going. The upside, the upside is footy. massive here. The upside Absolutely, is ma- yeah. and I and I do think that a a manager like um, uh, Jose Mourinho is like the guy that can, you know, inspire, get the, inspire get the best yeah. out of him, you know? I, I, I like that point because look at what happened with Paulo Dybala. Mm-hmm. So much made mm-hmm. over that move point. to Roma. A great point. Is it a step down for him? Mourinho inspired him, and he had injury problems, but it was, I think, something that Paulo Dybala needed, coming off a World Cup win with Argentina and then bringing that sense of confidence. Now he will be inspired to play with a player like Romelu Lukaku, who that's a type of player that Dybala shines with, a target striker who can hold up the ball, play off of him, and gr- create those gaps to run in. Lukaku thrives on service, and he needs that one-two punch in Dybala. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, too. But people always talk about, you know, maybe the, the downside of Lukaku, the, the toxic nature of him, if you will. But I don't think that people talk enough about some of the things that he goes through. When you talk about, you know, some of the instances of racial injustice that he's had to deal with and then flipping that into scoring goals, not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about a manager that knows him, going back where he's more comfortable, most likely, we're, we're assuming, but more comfortable with, with Mourinho, it could be a situation where Mourinho can can put his arm around him and say, hey, look, this is what I know you're either thinking about or going through to get the best out of him for a Roma side who needs results. And Great I'm, point. I'm looking forward to seeing the partnership between him and Dybala, only because him and Lautaro Martinez really played well off each other. Mm-hmm. The, like you said, his ability to play back to goal, play it off the chest, link up. I'm interested to see what formation Mourinho goes with mm-hmm. eventually. Um, Belotti started the season pretty well, too, so you, I'm sure there's going to be some competition, so it's going to be fun. But this has, this is, you know, on a razor's edge. 
You know, Mourinho is pretty quick, you know, has a, has a short uh, temper. Lukaku, we've seen him turn pretty quickly. All credit to his ability to, to go, you know, to turn around some really, really negative situations, especially the racial abuse he's had, and use it to inspire himself forward. So hopefully he can, that's the player we see. But again, him and Mourinho, let's see what it is. Is he the real housewives or this is, uh, or this is <laughs> Real football? housewives of Roma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would watch. Yeah, 100%. Oh, totally watch that. Julio, thanks for bringing the positive vibes, too. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. we you, you flip know. that conversation <laughs> yeah. on its head. We're we going to need you to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to need you to stop. It was going for the way your morning started. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, baby. We're back. All right, we are going to take another break. Um, we are chatting some Inter-Miami. They were resumed regular season MLS play over the weekend against the New York Red Bulls and the messy magic continues to roll. We're diving in after a quick timeout. Welcome back. Uh, Major League Soccer tweeting this out. Look at how serendipitous this is. Anything can happen. (laughs) And that it's seemingly true when you have a guy named Leo Messi who's playing for your club. Uh, Just an incredible stretch of form for him since he has joined MLS last month. They win League's Cup. They're in a U.S. Open Cup final. They are sitting, not last anymore, they were sitting dead last in the standings. And now all of a sudden, this messy magic continues. And the man didn't even start. He didn't even start the game. We knew, we had a feeling that Tata was going to rest him ahead of this match against the New York Red Bulls because there had been such a congestion of, of games in their schedule. And yet he still finds a way to be the the man of the match. The moment that we're talking about is all because of of Leo Messi in in this one. So let's uh, let's get into the highlights of this one from Saturday night at Red Bull Arena, Harrison, New Jersey. No Messi to start this one, though. Yeah, but they have Diego Gomez, new signing from Libertad Perguayan, box to box midfielder, polished finish, gets the cross from Noah Allen. And then this was the moment everyone oh. came look to Red Bull Arena Come for. On. Look at this. How pass. many Red Bull wow. shirts? Come on. Just in the blink of an eye, Lionel Messi drops the shoulder, slinks it through to Karmowski, who this kid's a baller, and Lionel Messi walks it in like a training session. I mean, just a light tap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's a look at the Eastern Conference standings. Inter-Miami, no longer bottom dwellers here. They have now surpassed Toronto FC, um, picking up a, a very important three points as they try to make a push for the postseason. With three games in hand. With three games in hand, Alexis, is absolutely true. Um, I, I just, I know everyone's talking about it, but the goal, the pass and the goal. And I, I want to give some some love to Benjamin Kromashki, who, who was able to kind of pick up what Leo saw before any of us did, because the whole thing is ridiculous. Here's the play again. Look at this. Completely how, surrounded. How does he even see this? This lane, passing lane. And Kromaski just lays it off to Leo for the tap-in. I mean, it's just... It's sublime. I don't. I, I don't know how. My my dad asked me over the weekend. It was so cute. He was like, like what, "What makes Messi so good?" Mm. And I was like, yeah. "Dad, how much time you got, bro?" Yeah. I know. Right. And I was like, and I was like, it, "It's it's so many things." I'm like, not only mm. is he technically, you know, just the best player ever, and he has the finishing ability, and the, he can put a, a a ball on a dime. 
I'm like, it's the, the vision and the way that he has eyes on his head. And I was like, if you watch him play, he's just, he's, his head never stops moving. Like the mm -hmm. man just always, he knows exactly where everyone is, where the ball should be, where it should go. And it's just that foresight. He is like 10 steps ahead of everybody else at, at all times. And I feel like that, that play right there, that pass, was just sort of an encapsulation of, of exactly why he is as special as he is and what he has done for this inter- Miami side. I just every every week, every week, there's something to talk about like this. There's moments like this. I just my my mind, Jaleel, <laughs> is yeah, blown. Take it, Suzanne. I can't. Like, I how can't. is he still doing this? Yeah. He's playing. He's playing FIFA with an extra button on his controller. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. The, the details of that goal is what make it special for me. All three DPs connect. Jordi Alba, credit to him, acrobatic assist. Or Slot the assist before S. the assist. Yep. Slot Slot on S. S bikes it almost down to Messi. And when Messi gets it, he still has so much to do. He's got five Red Bull players around him. And when he goes, he fakes the pass to Yedlin. But it's the detail of how he passes it outside of the boot. <laughs> and when this. he's there, all Red Bull players Look, are saying, ah, oh, man, Four this is done. We've done our job. At his hips. But when he <laughs> makes that slide rule pass, he leads Kermowski forward. Kamaski wasn't even making the run when he was doing this. No. Mm -hmm. He was still looping yeah. his run. He yeah. leads him forward knowing that he wants the ball back. Those are the details that, and I loved what you said, the different facets of his game. As you get older as a footballer, you have to evolve. As a defender, you have to evolve where sure. some of your athleticism, the quickness of Lionel Messi that we attributed, the dribbling skills, he's now evolved his game. So he can still do that, by the way. But the vision, the passing, the decisive moments, he is the full package. He always has been, but he's even that much more of the full package for Miami. It's unbelievable. It's, it, it's, it also feels like it's, he's almost dialed the clock back. Mm. You know, where there's, there's something about him, and maybe it's just how free and happy he seems to be playing within a Miami, but there's something about his play where he's having fun. Even that pass to Kermansky. Kermansky has to almost immediately react to like, oh my God, he's passing me the ball there. <laughs> and no one is, all defenders, mm -hmm. I don't know how you don't keep your eyes on him as he breaks between the two center backs to make that final run. I don't know how you don't make that run with him. It's Lionel Messi. I don't know what you're watching, but even I would have turned around and be like, damn, that's a good ball. Oh, they just scored on <laughs> No, I'll, yeah. tell, I'll tell you how you don't keep your eyes on him. It's because of all of the other things that he and his teammates do. It, when the ball gets switched over to Jordi Alba, as a defender, your mind goes to where the ball is. Of course you know that Messi needs to be accounted for. He is accounted for at the top of the box. What makes the goal for me is the pirouette. The pirouette cutback now allows him to face up. And whenever you can face up defenders in the box, they know they can't step, they can't make a rash challenge. And then the pass is just unbelievable. You to your point earlier, that. Alexis, it's like he's playing FIFA with an extra button. It, all, it honestly is as if Messi plays a different sport. Everyone else is running, rah, 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 tackle, shoot hard. He just, oh, okay, I'm going to outsmart you, to your point, Susanna. And he's always, not 10, not 20, 100 steps ahead of everybody yes. else. He's won the game before the game starts. He was sitting on the bench, surely knew how he hmm. was going to come in and, and make, the, make, the, make the lead 2-0 at least. So it's... It's amazing stuff. People have been saying that we are watching history. Mm -hmm. Could not agree with that statement anymore. We'll, 
we're going to be telling our kids, our grandkids about this era for we, sure. A hundred percent. And they were showing the this match in Times Square Oof. in New York City. And I, I, I got a little nervous because we obviously saw that Leo was not getting the start in yeah. this one. And then... Thankfully, I mean, as he does, he just delivered in the biggest way and gave all of these fans uh, something to, to cheer for, which was just such a such a cool moment. So on Friday, not none of you guys were here, but we basically we went through the remaining games in yeah, Inter Miami's and Inter Miami's schedule and kind of estimated how many points we thought were reasonable for them looking at that schedule and whether or not we thought that it, they could get enough, accumulate enough to make the, the postseason. We estimated that a ninth place finish based from on the, the ninth place finishers from 2019 through now, the average was 44 points. So that was kind of our, our benchmark. And obviously the New York Red Bulls games was the first match that we dove into. And we said that they would get a draw. In this one, and now they've already yep. surpassed mm. that. They got all three points in this one. So, Jaleel, I yep. I want to ask you first. Yep. Do you think that Inter Miami can make the playoffs this yes. year? Yes. 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 I told you backstage, and I even made a bet with some of some of the homies back in Nashville, and said, as soon as they sign Messi, I said they're going to make the playoffs. They just will. I I know that the statistics are tight. They essentially, to your guys' analysis, I believe you guys said that they can only like lose three, three games. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was something, something like to that, that effect. Yeah. They haven't lost one yet. <laughs> they haven't <laughs> drew a game yet. They, the closest they came to drawing a game was, was against Nashville, obviously, in the League's Cup final. But that goes down as a win when you win in penalties with Messi, mm. Busquets, Jordi Alba. And the way that the rest of the team is playing, mm -hmm. Kramaski, you know, it – I, I don't see how they don't make it. I think they will, and here's why. Mm. The second most important signing is not Busquets. It's not Jordi Alba. It's not yeah, Martino. He's, He's got this team sauce. playing. Even when Messi's not in, this team is not the Inter-Miami from before Messi signed up. Mm -hmm. This is a different Inter-Miami. Yeah. They probably would not have made the playoffs with just Tata Martino, but they've all, they would have been a much better team. And you're seeing that on the pitch even without Messi. But when you add Messi, you add Jordi Alba, and you add Busquets, plus Tata Martino's like, sort of tutelage and understanding of this league and how to win in this league, this is magic. I think they make the playoffs, and I said they wouldn't. Remember, we all talked about it when we yeah. first signed. I said, mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think they do it. I'm still no. Yeah. i still looking at the schedule. I'm going to be that one naysayer. I'm still no. I, that's okay. Well, Tata did point out in his press conference that Lionel Messi is going to miss three games because mm -hmm. he will be away on international duty. And so it's, you know, you, Jaleel, saying, like, you look at that team, you look at, at the way that they're, that they're built, you know, they still – they can still win, you know, like yep. they can still they have enough pieces, I think, now where they can they can win. But it just becomes a lot more difficult when that man, number 10, is not on the pitch. Ooh. So it's going to be and it'll be interesting to see when those games happen, like the they, timing of it all. I think that's yeah. why my no. The games come just too quick, too fast. The recovery time for a 36 year old world beater of a player with international games. I think I don't no. think it makes you a naysayer. I think think it makes you a realist, to be to be honest. Because any other team, any other situation, I think it's a for sure no. But to your point, Alexis, Tata Martino is the secret sauce, and I don't oh. think there's a manager mm. better suited for this situation. One who knows Messi, who has 
who has managed him before but knows this league and has won everything there is to win, essentially, in MLS. Mm -hmm. Ooh, it's so much fun. I think it's we can all agree on that. Yeah. It's just so much Whoever fun. Whoever wrote the script this season for MLS is right? doing a great job. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well I, done. Champagne's all right. Give him the Oscar. Uh, all right, guys, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're chatting more about some Premier League results uh, when we return. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Here's a look at the weekend results in the Premier League. Hey, Chelsea, get their first win of the season. A 3-0 win over Luton Town. Uh, Tottenham beat Bournemouth 2-0. Man United, Nottingham Forest, that one ended 3-2. That was a wild one. Arsenal and Fulham end in a 2-2 draw. City get the 2-1 win over Sheffield United. And West Ham continues to roll a 3-1 win over Brighton. And, of course, Liverpool. 2-1 over Newcastle. Just let me take that one in. Basket. You said that one a little Basket. slower. I did. A little slower. For little dramatic marinate. effect. For dramatic effect. I still can't believe it. Honestly, Liverpool had no business winning that match. Alas, they did. And we talked about the Liverpool side of things and the, the two late goals from Darwin Nunez. But... On Newcastle's side, they started out this game so well, and it looked like they were well in control of this one and kind of just, you know, had their their foot on the throats of, of Liverpool. And then I have to question some subs made by Eddie Howe. And I love Eddie Howe. And for me, he sh sh was in discussion for, for manager of the year last year with what he has done with this Newcastle team and getting them into top four and Champions League. But he takes off. Anthony Gordon, who was arguably the best player yeah. on the pitch for them yesterday, takes off Tonali, who was doing remarkably well as well. I just, I, I, I wonder if he just kind of fumbled the bag a little bit here because I don't know if he was overthinking it, but for me, I was, the game completely changed when Anthony Gordon came off the pitch, and that was when Liverpool just sort of found an extra gear. Down a man. So, I don't know. I'm curious to get your thoughts. I, I, I think... That's one aspect of it. But Newcastle, they had that game in hand. They were missing the second goal. That was the more worrying sign. The more you leave a team like Liverpool, who does have subs that can come in in Jota, Darwin Nunez showing his quality. You still have Mo Salah on the pitch, who good to see him still staying in the Prem, it looks like, versus going to Saudi Arabia. But when you don't finish, Miguel Almiron had three, four, almost five chances. Allison had it. Allison was incredible. Yes. So yes. The one that he parried onto the crossbar, oh, incredible. Almiron hitting the save. post, doing everything but scoring. The big, big moment was the Harvey Barnes chance where it's a counterattack. Jolinton springs him. Harvey Barnes makes an awful mistake mm -hmm. by being selfish, going for it, where he had mm -hmm. Callum Wilson, who, what, 18 goals last year? Yeah. You over, slot yeah. that in, it's 2-0, the game is dead. Newcastle then give up the goal. Sven Botman, he should be credited for the assist on that. Just a, a blunder of an error. So unfortunate. But those are the little moments when you're playing against a potential top four rival. You cannot mess up or else they'll punish you. Yeah, and, you know, talk about two incredible defenders not playing great. Sven Botman and Virgil van Dijk. Virgil van Dijk not only steps on a player's foot, also completely takes him out. Dog so, he's out for a game straight red. Um, complete capitulation from Newcastle after that point. It's almost as if when they realized they weren't going to get the second goal, they kind of let their foot off the gas. And if there's anything that you know uh, Liverpool's going to do is keep their foot on the gas. Yep. They can be down to three players on that pitch. They're going to be running their, their heads off. I just do 
do not understand how Eddie Howe made these changes. They clearly were trying to attack the left side. Again, not saying Trent Alexander is a weak link, but he is your weakest link on that back, on that back line. You're attacking him. You lose your best defender. Isak's not doing anything. They take Gordon off. What is happening to Newcastle's front line? How are you not attacking these moments? At, uh, Susanna said it. They, they fumbled the bag, mm -hmm. and that's going to be a reoccurring thing and theme in some of these EPL fixtures. There, there are a lot of bags that were fumbled. I can't lie, but this one to me sticks out the most. You're up a man, and Liverpool was in dire straits. Yeah, they, <laughs> they had, like, they dire straits. They... They could have all potentially had two red cards in the first 30 I minutes know. of the yeah. game. Yeah. They probably should have, they, to be honest with you. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was close. But I think this, for me, there's two sides of it. This is why Liverpool is so prolific. Whatever is against them and when they're in the face of adversity, they find a way to get points, goals, uplift their, their crowd, whether it's away, home. Obviously, they're away. But it, they just do it time and time again. And then on the flip side, Newcastle, they just they have to be better in terms of I think closing the door, getting that second goal, like you said. Well, especially it's done if they want to continue to be, you know, in the conversation yeah. of those top four teams. Absolutely. You know, these yeah. are the games you have to win at it, home. Exactly. Can't do this in like, Europe. You can't, yeah, you can't. Exactly. You can't do this in Europe. And also, exactly. Armino should have had a hat trick in this game. Yeah, yeah. He was on one. And people say he played badly. I think he played well mm -hmm. in spite of those misses because Allison would not let anything go in. That was incredible. Yeah, no, it he was. was amazing through the run of play. Just couldn't find the back of the net. Yeah. yeah, Liverpool, 14 uh, matches unbeaten in the Premier League, going back to last season now. So. Look at that. Just, We're back, just, baby. Your, just your day today. Just <laughs> your day. <laughs> you had to have been stressed. Just oh my your day. God. Yeah. I was. Oh, I was. I was like this. I. The roller coaster. Yeah. It was. It was. I was. Think things were bleak. I'll just put it that yeah. way. Um, all right. Let's uh, move it along to a North London uh, or London derby. Arsenal and Fulham. Yeah. So Liverpool played. Uh, I, was, so. and I, and I had so, a feeling. I we knew. Said we're going to we 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 talk about bags. Wow. wow. Alexis, Alexis, I was like, why does Alexis want to talk about Newcastle so much? Yeah. Like, what is going on? But yeah, this is, uh, uh, I mean, this started Matt Turner out. would have stopped that. <laughs> Andres Pereira pounces on a mistake from Saka. Uh, obviously, a penalty goes to Arsenal. Vieta uh, absolutely changed his game when he comes in. Uh, had his best game, I think, in an Arsenal shirt here. We go to the 72nd minute. Eddie and Ketia, what a finish. Mm -hmm. yes. Perfect assist yes. by Fabio Vieta, as I said. And then Jao Polina ruined the party the bag. just ruined the party wow wow in north london wow mm. wow getting out of this game with a draw is a, a is a is a, to use the word capitulation yet again uh it is uh but a few years ago this would have been a loss mm -hmm. yeah you know mm -hmm. there was there was a certain you know Mikel arteta for all the positives that i think he brings to this team the one negative are those those decisions mid-game specifically subs, and also the starting lineup. Gabriel Magalhães not being in. Him saying he knows why he's not playing. Us not really realizing what's going on here. Mikel Arteta playing with this idea of the left back. We have a left back in Zinchenko coming back from injury. His backup, uh, uh, Tierney, could have been a, a captain of this team during lockdown. That's how good he was. Now he's being loaned out to Real Sociedad. Who do we have playing on the left side? He's tried Partey. He's tried Tomiyasu. These, I, it's, a, it's a little, I'm questioning exactly what's happening, even though I believe in the whole, you want to confuse the opponent. You want to you wanna switch it up. You never know who's going to show up. We became mm -hmm. too predictable towards the end of the last season. And now all of a sudden, Arsenal is showing up. You never know who's playing. But neither do the fans. We're all confused. Partey's <laughs> like, where am I again? <laughs> I'm the striker today. You know, like, 
<laughs> this is, it's, it might be a little bit too much at this early start of the season. The one positive I could take from this is Gabriel Jesus is back. Yes. How long yes. after a surgery yes. on his knee? Yes. Oof, yeah. This is huge. Yeah. Yeah, I think, to your point about Arteta, he was very heavily scrutinized in the media afterwards about the subs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he kind of put it on the players in terms of their certain mistakes that were made. However, he did say, look, this is football. Mistakes are made. And if this was last year, we would have, you know, either lost the game or we're 10 times better now than mm -hmm. we were last year. I think for me, what, what, what it's about for Arsenal, I think, is finding that continuity, like you said. What really works, it's, it's a little bit which way are they going to go, who are they going to play where, but they definitely fumbled the bag on this one, but you guys are you, you guys will be fine. You'll yeah. be Quick fine. question for you, Alexis. Yeah. Any worries about the goalkeeping situation? Because that first goal, it's not the first time we've seen an early goal at the Emirates and Aaron Ramsdale at the center of it. I'm not too worried only because I think Raya is an incredible goalkeeper. In fact, I would even say he's a better, he's a better shot stopper. His XGA, which is uh, his XG after the ball is struck by the striker, is actually higher. So it's better, I should say. He's better than Aaron Ramsdale. Aaron Ramsdale loves to make a highlight save, you know, where you could just kind of catch it. He dives for it. Mm -hmm. He shows his, you know, kitty cat reflexes. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's a little bit too much sometimes. And I think you're starting to see where those moments where Aaron Ramsdale isn't exactly the best, the, the first choice. And in this goal, it's not his fault. This was a mistake by, by Saka. Mm -hmm. But you see his ability to sort of get back, back, get back to the line, get in the way of the goal, make a decision that's, that sort of leads to a positive, wasn't there. So I'm not too worried because I think Raya is great. But like I said, Matt Turner would have stopped that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, speaking of uh, Matt Turner, let's move it along to Manchester United taking Ooh. on Nottingham Forest because this was another unhinged oh, game. Man. And as, wow. the, as it, a United fan, Michael LaHood, uh, I, I can't imagine you were feeling great about this. Man, I was screaming, oh, nah, nah, but now what's my name? I was screaming cuss words after that <laughs> early goal. And Bowley gets the header, didn't know anything about that. A lot of question marks until Marcus Rashford. I loved Marcus Rashford playing on the left side. Do not play him at center forward ever again because he's not a center forward. Marcus Rashford involved. Bruno Fernandes getting in. Casemiro, what he didn't do in defensive transition in this game, he did on set pieces. Penalty kick, VAR, kind of harsh call, but Bruno says thank you very much. Goal and assist. Game set match for the Reds at home, again, which is becoming a fortress. Okay, abuse in our production meeting, you were like, didn't feel, you didn't yeah. feel great. How overall? Because I feel like I don't know. There hasn't been a, a, a terribly overwhelming, convincing performance from Manchester United yet. Obviously, it's early days. Mm -hmm. But how are you feeling so far to the start of the season for them? It's becoming more glaring how badly Manchester United need a center forward. And Hoyland, the injury to him, the yeah. price tag that's paid. I hope this kid is worth the billing and worth the price of admission because he's going to have to be. Anthony Martial is not it. He looked labored. He looked off the pace and really looked like a player who should not be involved in the starting conversation for Manchester United. Jaden Sancho, when he came on, gave him a bit more of a lift. But the center forward situation, that's a worrying sign for me. And defensive transition again. This is back-to-back -back home games. Mateo Cunha. He, Mateusz Cunha, excuse me, for Wolves, ran riot. Awani, he ran riot. Big center forwards, which you'll find in the Premier League, they are just running past Casemiro. What we're seeing with the gaps coming in defensive transition, that's got to be plugged up for Ting Hag. 
Can you be that critical on Alani's goal of the defense? Man, speed kills. But it came off yes. our own set piece. I agree, but you can't no, be getting exposed no like that. No center back in the world is staying with Alani on that play, Mike. But goodness. it's that's paid. That the pace. problem I have with that is Marcus Rashford's the only person back, mm-hmm. and even he gets blown away. But we put so many numbers forward. We don't clear our lines. Got to snuff that out. Yeah. You can't be you can't be wildly excited by what Ten Hag is doing out there. No. And that's the thing. You may have dodged a bullet. You may have walked away with all three points. But this is showing some glaring gaps in Ten Hag's system. And, uh, you know, uh, Hoyland coming in, had nine goals last season. He's going to have to hit He's gonna have to hit the ground running at a pace he's never run before in order for this sort of to sort of calm the fans. Because very quickly he's going to be reminded, this is Manchester United. You're number nine for Manchester United. You will be reminded of your price tag and the expectations put on you very quickly by that fan base. Mm-hmm. All right. We are going to take a break. Uh, we are looking around Europe for some more results when uh, we return. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> 